Passion of half man half all right what's up everybody welcome to episode two uh my name is mike mayor join with me today mr slurpy aka mike mullen mullen what's happening man not too much boys also with us uh again this week mr blaze bernardi blaze uh big illinois basketball game coming up here how you how we feeling yeah, it's a Wednesday night here, T-minus, uh, 66 minutes before Illinois plays uh, number two ranked Baylor. You can't see, but I got my nice orange polo on, so uh, I'm ready to get this podcast and then uh, celebrate a nice little victory on the on the hardwood. Hopefully you guys uh, pick up a W against the, the Baylor Bears this week. But uh, look, let's start off uh, by recapping last week. A couple games, uh, you know that that each one of us bad either either did or did not go our way. Mullen, uh, what are your thoughts coming off coming off last week's uh, slate of games? I am ice cold right now, boys. Ice cold. Uh, picks I gave out on the pod weren't too bad. Every other single pick I took uh, last week, I was a loser. Uh, just ice cold right now. I- I'm struggling. Four and three last week, strong showing. Um, boys, uh, boys, your picks one and one uh, from last week that you gave out uh, outside of the weekly perennial. Uh, we're not going to hold you to that one, but uh, what were your thoughts coming off of last week? Oh uh, yeah, we'll talk about the game I lost, Mister Transparency here. So you'll you'll hear the good, the bad, and the ugly with me, and it's usually ugly, but we'll call this one bad. Uh, North Carolina plus five scores 14, 14 at the end of the first quarter. If you told me at the end of the game, North Carolina only gave up 31 points. I would have took that in a heartbeat, but unfortunately Notre Dame's defense woke up. They locked down and only gave up three points rest of the game. And uh, Notre, North Carolina scored a Notre Dame scored a late touchdown at the end, but let's be honest, they deserve to win by 14 or more. They kind of dominated that second half. So no regrets, just a bad play by yours truly. Yeah, I, I don't mean to rub it in any further, but I did par away uh, the second half over with the second half Irish. Uh, so that hit for a nice little uh, about two and a half, to, uh, 2.6 to one odds there. So, um, Mullen, kind of going back to uh, the game last week, you had the egg bowl over. Yeah. Quick shout out to Leach. You're a bum. You're a bum, dude. <laughs> Your quarterbacks don't throw the ball more than three yards down the field. You're an asshole. Uh, Kiffin, uh, thanks for running the ball 90 fucking times last week. I don't know what that was all about. They That screwed my over big time. They ran the ball a thousand times, and that was just – it was infuriating to watch. Yeah, and uh, on my end, for for people who are, who are listening early, I had Florida um, last week, which I did lock in at 23 points. I, unfortunately, was on the other end of that. I, I waited to lock that one in personally. Um, I got it at 25. Florida wins by 24. One tough loss leads to another rolling into the to, to the Monday night football game. Uh, Mullen, I know you were on the Seahawks with me, but walking through and, and just, just thinking about how the Seahawks possibly blew uh, a six-and-a-half point cover when they're up 14 uh, with 12 seconds left in the game. So. Yeah, if a game was a loser in the last four days, I was on it. Those that was my pick. It, yeah, I mean, it was, was just. It, it, I, I was telling you both before the show. Like, I lost sleep over this. It, like, it, it, I just couldn't. I just couldn't believe it. Who who runs a two point conversion uh, with that much time left? 
But not even just that. Seahawks got the ball back with two minutes left, and they were on their twenty. I mean, what's going on? I put my phone down. It was over. It was locked. I was getting my first win in a couple days. It felt good. I was going to sleep good. Not the start we wanted. Not the start we wanted to the week. But um, going going back to one more game from the weekend: uh, Auburn, Alabama. we talked about Alabama and that that offense, which uh, ended up coming uh, coming out to play on Saturday in the Iron Bowl against Auburn. Uh, Auburn, who was, I mean, yards away, seconds away. I, if they have 15, 20 more seconds on the clock, they're probably punching a score. And at the end of the game for, you know, an almost backdoor cover. Um, interesting matchup for these guys this week, though. Uh, they have Mississippi State. Uh Cowan Ma, or I'm sorry, they have uh, Texas A&M coming in, uh, correct plays uh, with yeah. Cowan Ma. Yeah, um, we got Auburn and Texas A&M, and uh, I'm going to go on a little rant here, so you got to b- bear with me for this one. So um, we've seen some great quarterback matchups in our lifetime, Manning and Brady, Favre and Elway, and I want to put Bo Nix and Cowan Ma right up, right up there with them. But listen, in all seriousness, there's only two people on this godforsaken planet that love these quarterbacks, and it's their moms. Once they enrolled their freshman year of college, they have not improved at all. And both of these guys are being subsidized by an excellent defense on the other side of the ball. I truly feel horrible for both of these running backs. So anyways, I got a couple plays for this game to make it bearable to watch because there's not really any primetime games, and this is the game on uh, CBS at 2.30, I believe. So this is the first play I got for this game. Bet the under and under first half. I don't even know what the total is, but it's not low enough. Once again, Bo Nix and Kellen Mond. Auburn put up 56 points against LSU's defense. Texas A&M had two weeks off, and they only put up 20. Yeah, I was on that over. Yep. The next play I want to do is this. This is a a long shot, and once we keep doing more podcasts, you're going to understand I love the long shot. Take a flyer on no touchdown scored in the game in first half. Just throw a five or a tenner on it. Odds will probably be anywhere from 50 to 100 to 1, and that's value. And then, as anyone else likes to know, I like to hedge my bets. So what we're going to do, because Bo Nix and Kellen Mond are so bad, bet the first TD of the game being a special teams special teams play, defensive first touchdown, or safety. I don't have odds on this now, but what I would do with your respective sports betting app, I would live bet these plays immediately during the game after kickoff. It's a nice little hedge and a nice long shot to root for. A&M currently sitting at minus seven under for the game at 48. Um, boys, we're not going to hold those picks to you there. Um, we're going to have to do know. a weekly bonix segment now, then. We might have to. I, What's I going on? I haven't touched a game of his since, uh, I think, week one or week two of this year. And um, and you, were, you used to blindly bet Auburn, too. Blind. Every blind. blind. Look at like what they've done to you. Like Helen Keller. I was, I, was betting, I was betting Auburn in two team parlays. Like it was going out of style over the over the course of the last 18 months up until uh you know recently. But um you know, I, I think early for that Auburn team, they got on a, a list of mine. And I as a gambler, we all have them. It's the never again list. You don't touch them. Look, I I think that that was, you know tends to change. We all have short memories in, in most cases. Um, they made my list early, but my current never again, Spencer Rattler. I will never touch another Spencer Rattler game. 
I gave you guys Oklahoma last week and the over. I also did not bet Oklahoma. I bet the over, and the over didn't happen. What was it, two weeks ago? I will not bet another Spencer Rattler game as long as he is at Oklahoma. Once he leaves OU, I'll get back on the train. But uh, he's topping my never again list. Won't ever do it um, ever again. Not this season. Not the next couple. I think well, me and Mullen are on the same one right now, and uh, that's Stanford. Mullen, I'll take over from here. I, I had uh, that game up. Uh, Stanford's the easiest never again of all time. I had I gave them out plus one and a half. Line moved to, I think it was like minus two by uh, game time. That second half, that last quarter and a half, Stanford was getting the ball on opposite side of the field, every single possession, refused to do anything with it. And then just refused to play defense that late in the fourth quarter gives up that long touchdown drive. That was disgusting, dude. Disgusting. They had multiple chances to kick a field goal, just not be assholes. And that was a tough one. I think they punted from Kel's 37 yard line in the fourth it was quarter. Absolute joke. It was fucking chicken shit football. Yeah. And it's, it's unfortunately they won the game too. So that made me feel even worse. Yeah, I missed extra point. How about that? I was abs- I was hoping they would at least lose. Or yeah, that was tough. That oh, that was killer. So for for those of you listening at home, uh, mark our words uh, three weeks from now and hold us to it. If we start talking crazy, thinking about any uh, Spencer or Oklahoma Sooner games or any Stanford Cardinal games, um, you know, again, short memory. But uh, for now. Those are the top two teams on the never again list. Speaking of never again, Illinois, Ohio State, that's not going to happen again this year on the on the gridiron. Um, canceled games starting to take a toll. Um, you know, we, we we have Ohio State who's now missed two games, uh, one more, and they're not eligible for the Big Ten championship game. Guys, how does that affect what we're thinking about for the college football playoff? Um, yeah, they're still ranked third, uh, in the, in the rankings here. Uh, I'm sorry, fourth in the rankings, uh, for the Buckeyes. Well, I think they got to play the rest of their games, no matter what. Um, they've missed two games. Um, and the problem is we're going to have some major sec bias coming from the ESPN ESPN and right on Ohio state's tail at five and six is, uh, Texas A&M in Florida. And I don't think Texas A&M is going to lose any the remaining two games of the year. And Florida beats Alabama. They're going to keep Alabama and put Florida in and kick Ohio State out. So um, you could be you could be looking at a two SEC team playoff with with that happening. Yeah, um, two SEC and two ACC, and then the Big Ten, Pac-12 is a mess. Ohio State's clearly the only team in the Big Ten that deserves it, but it's a weird year, and I don't can't see them getting in. And Herb Street caught a little flack for this, but. He thinks Michigan's playing a little uh, fake COVID games over there. I, yep, uh, that, and they have to. That's that's what it's going to. The deciding factor is going to come down to if Michigan State or if Michigan can play that game in a couple weeks. And if they can't, then Ohio State's not in. They don't have the six game minimum. And talk, I'm that, talk I'm about a backdoor play to just screw your rival over. Couple fake, couple fake and or real. Who knows? Uh, COVID allegations. The next thing you know, they don't play that game and. They watch Ohio State's playoff uh, playoff hopes uh, walk out the back door. Um, I'm laughing at this whole Florida State thing. I don't know if you've you know if you guys have been following this much, but uh, Florida State's lack of play and apparently safety 
as a university has caused a little bit of, you know, other uh, universities to uh, not want to play there. I personally think it's a ploy for them not to be embarrassed any longer on uh, national television, but uh, they're one team that I noticed also being affected a little bit uh, more recently by uh, all these cancellations or postponements of college football games. Yep, no, dark days for Florida State. They got a new coach. It's looking like he's going to be cleaning house after this year, and um, I don't think the coaching staff or the players look like they really want to play on Saturdays. And I think they did it. I think they haven't played in four weeks, and the last time they played is Pitt whooped them and put up a 50-burger on them. So I don't think – Florida State's going to play the rest of the year. They'll be happy to shut it down. Yeah, last game they won was mid-October. They're, no one misses them. No one cares about it. Shut it down. John Taffer, you heard, you heard it here. Shut it down, buddy. <laughs> um, hey, you get, get shout, out back to, shout out Taffer. Shout out Jay Taff. Um, speaking of the college football rankings, though, uh, talking about the, the biggest risers and decliners from the week, um, biggest decliner with Northwestern, obviously with their loss at home against Michigan state dropped six spots from eight to 14. Your biggest jumper. I was a little surprised here was actually Oklahoma state. They jumped from 23 to 15. And for the, those homers of you who went to the university of Iowa, your second biggest jumper of the week were your Hawkeyes going from, uh, 24 to 19 after uh, an absolutely brutal game this last week. That was yeah, a, a, not, a not impressive game. I was sweating in the second half. Not only did I have Iowa in a couple parlays on Friday, but uh, keep in mind at, at what, 13 and a half, I think I had them at. Um, you know, that didn't look great at halftime. So I took the, the second half line at minus four. Nebraska jumps out to an early touchdown lead. I'm sweating a little bit. Then we actually decided to play a little defense and come back. But Petrus, um, he he stinks. He's every Iowa quarterback we've ever had. So it, that's that's business as usual. What was infuriating this last week? The defense they got shredded, dude. They were getting gashed the entire game until late. They made some some big stops late, but they were getting gashed for three and a half quarters. Yeah, that secondary that, didn't look, that secondary didn't look good. Neither did the front four, and, and not only that, but and which was surprising was that Ference didn't established the run early. They waited to the second half to run the ball more and run it efficiently. Um, you know, Goodson finally started uh, finding a rhythm there kind of late third quarter. Uh, ended up covering the second half on that, which was good. So I think an okay matchup this week. I think a favorable matchup, obviously, at Illinois. Um, four and two Hawkeyes against your uh, two and three Illini. I like the Hawkeyes in this one and the points. Illinois, a couple weeks to prepare, though. They're coming off a real, a lot more impressive one against Nebraska than what we just had, too. So it'll be it'll be an interesting game. Yeah, just a little uh, – two years ago on this same field, uh, Iowa won 63 nothing. So uh, That's not going to be the case. We'll see what happens. It's definitely not going to be the case. They battled them last year, too, and they knocked out Peters. I think Peters is going to play well. I think Illinois has got a lot to prepare for. There's a lot of time to prepare for. They're healthy. I'd take Illinois plus 14, even if it, you lose the hook in 13 and a half. I think it's going to be closer than the experts think. I like that too, boys. All right, so I'm the only one on the Hawkeyes this, this week. I'm not betting. I'm just, I like I'm not, not betting that game. Just using my uh, alma mater bias right there. All right, all right. That's fair. And I'm using my recency bias. I'm pissed at Iowa for not covering, so I don't like them this week. <laughs> short-term memory, short-term exactly. memory. Fair. Fair. Well, hey, let, let's hit let's hit one of the fan favorites um, 
that that we want to talk about the weekly perennial, the big parlay, the chance for you know a, a small investment, uh, pay for those Christmas gifts, you know, advance on the next six months' rent, twenty bucks gonna gonna pay out big here, boys. Talk us through the weekly perennial. All right, the weekly perennial parlay went six and four last week. A couple of bad beats on there, but a couple other ones, horrible plays. And we're going to go back to the wall on a couple of them. So hold your nose and ride this with me. As Merrick said, little $20, 10-team parlay pays out $12,800 this week. So uh, get your pen and paper ready, and uh, here we go. Talk about paying off those student loans, boys. Come on. I got Kansas State plus seven against Texas. Texas has players going pro left and right. They don't want to be here. No one wants to be in Manhattan, Kansas in December. So give me Kansas Give me Kansas State for a touchdown. I like Perdon't minus two against Nebraska. Baby, it's cold outside, but Scott Frost is colder. Nebraska's season is a train wreck. It's over. Give me Purdue minus two. Hold your nose for this one. Kansas plus 27 and a half versus Texas Tech. Kansas hasn't covered a spread all year. They're due. The next game, game number four, under Marshall and Rice, 46 and a half. Rice loves to run the ball. They can't throw a ball past the 10-yard line. Marshall has a great defense. I think they're just going to want to play and get out of there after a couple weeks off due to COVID. I think Marshall wins this game, covers a spread, but it's going to be very low scoring. Take under 46 and a half. We're betting against Coastal Carolina again for the third week in a row for week number five. Give me Liberty plus 11. Just think it's going to be closer than the experts think. I also like Syracuse plus 33 and a half. I will never bet Notre Dame, but will always bet against them. Wisconsin minus 13 and a half against Indiana. Wisconsin scores 14 points. They cover plain and simple with Indiana's quarterback out. We're also going against Stanford on my never again list. Washington minus 11. I like Arizona plus seven to finish it out. And you're going to sweat this one on Sunday because you got no plays, but we got a Monday night college football special to win that $12,800. USC minus 14 against Washington State. That's how you win $12,800 in a matter of 72 hours. Wow. In a matter of 72 hours, $12,000. $12,000 McChickens. Um, <laughs> boys, a couple, couple thoughts here before we move into our picks for the week. First off, uh, I, I'm going to go against you on, on the on, on the Kansas State game. We'll get into that more here in a minute. I'm 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 on Texas. I I don't hate your Liberty play there against the Shants, and I say that because Liberty's also uh, undefeated against the spread this year um, thus far. I, I think that train keeps rolling. Actually, I think that the two teams combined are 15 and one, or 16 and one against the spread. Excuse me. But uh, I, I I don't hate your Liberty pick. They looked uh, pretty tuned up last week. I think they played UMass. Yeah, uh, we could play on that UMass football team. But uh, yeah, they took care of. Did they get relegated? <laughs> they, they they probably should. They they probably should go. Liberty um, plus ten and a half. That's the one game out of those that I had on my card too. And we're all we all like that. So Coastal's to play probably. <laughs> I'm still not over that app state loss against Coastal Carolina, so I'm betting against Coastal Carolina until they do, until they don't cover. That's fair. That's fair. Um, one other one I, I wanted uh, to mention for you. I, I love Purdue. I, I I love the Purdue pick. I, I'm with you. I think that whole team and and in Lincoln there is kind of uh, deflated, especially after losing to their rival last week in Iowa. Um, I don't I don't think anyone wants to play. 
anymore there at Nebraska, um, at least for this year. I, I like Purdue coming out of that one too. But, um, you know, moving into our picks for the week, a good opportunity to win a lot of dough with a small investment in the weekly perennial. But let's get to the serious picks, right? I think combined uh, us last week went seven and five. So for those of you at home, if you're taking our picks, you're, you're taking home a little bit of cash last week. Obviously, that's that's our goal here. Uh, you know, give our give our listeners some some insight and and thoughts behind a couple winners for the week. So, boys, who else you got on your card for the week? Uh, what are some of the other big games before? We yeah, I'll give you three locks this week. Um, order from least to greatest. Wisconsin minus thirteen and a half. These three are also all in my parlay again. Wisconsin minus thirteen and a half. Indiana six and zero against the spread again. They lost their quarterback. They're traveling to Madison. I just don't know how much is going to be there. They grinded out that win against Maryland, but they're going up a way. They're going up way better in the against a way more talented team in Wisconsin. I think Wisconsin pounds them into oblivion. Wisconsin's probably going to win the game, something like twenty-eight to seven. That'd be my guess. And then the second game we got Washington minus eleven against Stanford. As much as Stanford's on my never again list, I sympathize with them. Away from their family on Thanksgiving, and now since they're based in Santa Clara County. They can't play. They can't practice or play football. So they're moving up to Corvallis for the rest of the year to play them, finish their football season. Corvallis, a small town, about 5,000 people, not much to do. They're going to be sharing stuff with Oregon State. It's going to be a mess. And I think Washington, they came back against Utah last weekend, down 17, nothing at half, came back and won 21 17. I think they'll be ready to go. Stanford doesn't want to be there. They probably just want to go back home. Give me Washington minus 11. And Merrick, as you already touched base, and I'll say it again. Maybe it's cold outside, but Scott Frost is colder. Purdue minus two. Ride Rondell Moore into the ride Rondell Moore into three touchdown catches and cover that spread. Oh, he's so good. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. All right. Uh, overs. I gave up three overs last week, two and one. So I'm gonna get, I'm gonna start with a couple overs. Can you tell us about that one that catch in the third quarter? By the way, Bowling Green, Ohio. That's I mean I said Bowling Green might give up a thousand. They, they just can't stop anyone. Bowling Green, Bowling Green also, if we're talking about relegation, Bowling Green's at the top of the list for I want to be relegated. I shouldn't be in this league. I should probably never play football again. Bowling Green uh, stinks. And we're going to start there. We're going to start with a team that stinks, uh, Boise UNLV. Uh, this pick is strictly because UNLV might give up a 1,000. Another team's got off. I don't think they've won a game this year. They, they score a little points. Boise's been putting up in the 40s. 50s last few games so i'm taking that over 60 there to start off friday night game for you guys too now we're gonna move to texas tech kansas i'm taking over 62 and a half there strictly because texas tech is gonna be close to hitting that over by themselves kansas is abysmal absolutely abysmal terrible football team i've been fading them all year god awful we're taking the over there 62 and a half uh liberty 10 and a half next one on there seems like we're all on that we all like that so as the pod, we got to ride with that one. A uh, couple more then. Georgia, 35 and a half against Vandy. This is a little bit of because I've liked what I've seen out of Georgia the last few weeks with JT Daniels and then more so because Vandy is just that bad. I don't know. Did you guys watch that Vandy game last week at all or any of it? Yeah, I, they I always saw the I always saw the second half kickoff like a thousand you, times. You, they didn't get past the fifty yard line. You couldn't even get in field goal range to let her try a, a kick, dude. Like, what are we doing? That Vandy team is so bad. So and, and they bad. and they looked they the bad part is they looked decent against Florida the week prior. 
That's what I don't understand. I was all over Florida the week prior. And of course, that that freshman quarterback of theirs looked really good, Kenny. And then he gets to last week and they like I, I I think he was he was playing JV football again. He he was a B bomber out there, it looked like. I mean, imagine them against Georgia's defense. They, Vandy's offense ain't scoring six on six against Georgia. Like they stink. No, Kirby Smart likes to put up the big number on a crooked number on the scoreboard against cupcakes. This could get ugly. So I'm taking the 35 and a half there. Take that. That's gonna be that's gonna hit over 40. And then the last one I got uh BC plus four and a half against Virginia. And that's one I just looked at it. It was it was calling to me. I don't know why. I don't have any reasoning for it. I'm taking BC four and a half against Virginia. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Virginia is six and two against the spread this year. Uh oh yeah, they screwed me a couple of times betting against them. And I'm going back to that well. Go back to the wall, baby. Back to the wall. Hey, I'm I'm going back to the wild now that uh, now that my boy's back at quarterback there in Death Valley, Clemson. Um, they looked they looked really good last week. Um, Trevor Lawrence back at quarterback. Uh, I'm going to take them at the 22 and a half um, at Virginia Tech. That offense just looks too good, and I think that after that loss to Notre Dame, um, they're going to try and. Uh, you know, make make a statement and make sure that they get into the playoff, uh, regardless. Uh, here, so I like Clemson laying the twenty three and a half. Man, that they uh, that looked real easy last week. I thought they were going to win by seventy at one point. That was going to that was ugly. That and, was yeah, it got, it, got, it got bad quick. It got yeah. bad quick in the second quarter. So I'm actually going to get on the over over train with you, Mullen. I'm going to go over in the Texas Tech game. Texas Tech, Kansas. First off, I'm Kansas, feeling the peer pressure now. I might hop on. What Kansas station? defense? This train going through Champaign? Uh, dude, it, that that Jayhawk West Miles defense is abysmal. I could have scored a touchdown last week against them if if I was getting thrown the ball with a Horn Frog jersey on. Bad. And and for those of you at home, in four years of playing high school football, I had zero touchdowns. I could have scored one against that Kansas defense last week. They're terrible. That over right now is sitting at 63. Keep in mind, in the eight games Kansas has played this year, the over has gone 7-0-1. The over is 7-0-1. We're going to go 8-0-1. We're taking the over Texas Tech, Kansas Texas Tech just put up 44 against Oak State, too. He's got a pretty good defense. Yeah, a top five in college football defense. Yeah. For, for that was a basketball score last Saturday. It was. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it was bad. Yeah. I mean, that that Texas or that uh, Oklahoma State defense is top five in rushing and passing yards allowed per game this year. I mean, they're 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 stout. So um those are the two big ones I got. Um I'm going to, I'm going to throw one more out there uh, just because I feel like they're due. Uh, Didn't hit the last two weeks, but I'm going back with Kyle Trask at Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee's had a week off. Um, I, I, I don't think that's really much to say about that defense. That's pretty abysmal. Um, I don't hate the over here. I'd actually consider the over. Um, I'm not sold on it though, but I, I like Florida right now. My my site's got him at 17. I'll take that, especially with how amazing that offense has been. Pitts is back. I think he had two touchdowns last Three. week. 
three touchdowns. I mean, I can't wait for uh, hopefully the new front uh, front office of the Bears to to draft him. But uh, we'll we'll see uh, here at the end of the season, uh, start of uh, the next. So those are my three uh, three picks. I got one more lock. Um, you know, as we as we look at at who we absolutely we don't love them, we don't need them. We absolutely got to have them this weekend. My lock, I'll go. I'll give two. I'll go. I'll do the Georgia thirty-five and a half against Vandy, and I'll do the Boise UNLV over sixty on Friday. I'll give two locks this week. Lock them up. Lock them up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. You heard my three, but the one that we're going to is West Lafayette. I love Purdue minus two. Big Ten refs have screwed them the past two weeks. I think they're going to have everything go their way. We want Nebraska to resign from the Big Ten. This is how we break them. Purdue. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. I'm talking about relegation for the third time. Nebraska leaving the Big Ten. <laughs> hey, they'd probably they'd probably join so they can go undefeated against UMass and Bowling Green every season. Uh, hey, they might be they might be crawling back to the Big Twelve after this. My lock of the week. Six and two against the spread this year. Eight and zero, number one team in the country. Nick Saban and the Crimson Tide. They. they Devontae Smith. Mayday, Mayday. Devontae Smith is insane. The the sheer speed and ability for, for that guy running down the field last week was truly something to watch. 29 and a half points against a, a a very mediocre LSU team and an LSU offense that I think is still trying to find its identity since since JB left. I'm locking up the tide. I'm, I'm putting I'm putting everything on him. Um I, I I love Alabama this week. We can go ahead and lock that up. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, Merrick. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Keep going back to that wall, baby. Merrick, I got a name for your uh, 20-point favorite picks you do uh, every week. What's that? They're called Mayday Spreads. Mayday, <laughs> Mayday, Mayday. We love them. <laughs> and uh, for the record, I'm I'm staring at my card for this week, and I don't have one underdog on the card. It's all favorites. It's all <laughs> public go. picks this week, baby. Let's go. Mayday, mayday, mayday. <laughs> well, hey, uh, before we before we wrap it up for the week, I do want to do our, our, our final segment here in touch base. What's the weather looking like in South Bend, Indiana for all you South Side Chicagoans? Uh, boys, what's the weather looking like in South Bend? Thanks, Mike. Uh, well, we got Syracuse coming into town on Saturday, so uh, here's the weather we got. It's a high of 38 degrees, low of 26, partly cloudy, not as nice as last week, 67% humidity, but it's only seven mile an hour wind. So don't need to tie anything down. Don't have to worry about anything falling over or blowing away. Yeah, that's that's interesting. <laughs> well, everyone, that just about wraps us up for this week's episode. Uh, again, seven and five in episode one on the free picks. Uh, hoping this week, episode two, going to bring everyone uh, a few more nickels in the piggy bank following our picks. Uh, not to mention... Our, uh, our like it, love it, gotta have it, locks of the week uh, that we got dialed in. I'm personally going to put a three-team parlay on that. So, Don't want it. Need it. Need it. Let's try yeah. to not – we're not going to lose them all this week. I got a good feeling. All right, shout out, shout out Dave McAvoy, big 3-0. Love it. See you guys next week. Later.